0: Football pod, Caleb, Justin, whole family's here. Uh, guys, we are finishing up the season, we're finishing it up. Uh, you can tell because I'm very congested still. I've been sniffling for like three weeks now, it's getting bad.
1: Same, I'm gonna try to stay on mute so I don't sniffle our podcast to
0: death. Yeah, and I have to go in and out, but like, I also kind of like. Talk the most, so I gotta try to shut up. So, Caleb, uh, are you feeling good?
2: Define good. <sighs> Come on, cover girls! It's time to turn it up. Oh, Exhibitionist stretch and strengthen mascara. It's an instant lash extension.
0: I hate ESPN so much,
1: dude. I have ESPN tabs <laughs> muted, but you have to keep that in. I,
0: I don't know how to like. <laughs> oh man that's all right cowgirls all right cowgirls (laughs) i was like is this a
1: bit he didn't warn us about no man i thought
0: (laughs) no i thought caleb was like (laughs) you don't know how good i feel
2: okay sisters all right let's hear it
0: (laughs) well guess i can't trust espn still oh well
2: this is espn sports let's go cowgirls
0: Oh, let's go cowgirls indeed. I don't even know how to get back on subject from there. Uh, Caleb, I have to blow my nose, so you're going to have to uh, help me out. No, Caleb, you're not going to help me out. Justin, will you help out? Will you please uh, read the scores as you do every week? Uh, fill the people in on the scores of last week, if just in case they missed everything from Tuesday and Wednesday last week.
1: Well, if you missed Bowling Green, Toledo, I feel bad for you. Uh, that game was a banger. Bowling Green 42, Toledo 35. Uh, Bowling Green did the impossible and scored basically at the death. After Toledo did the impossible and scored basically at the death, converted like a long fourth down. Uh, Toledo kind of played that game like a team that, like, showed up for work, had some pride, and then someone told them they were not like, actually on the schedule and they could go home. Because Same, old the defending, Same old Lions. Same old Lions showed up. The defending on the uh, end of that play, or the Bowling Green's final touchdown, was like it boggles the mind. They were like, ah, this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm.
0: And well, and then there's the uh, the special teams mess up, which is always like sprinkled into the madness whenever these kinds mm-hmm. of uh, mess ups happen by Toledo, where the return man just like misjudged it or misplayed it, I should say, and then just like only got out to like the two, uh, and that that was a really 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 bad showing. Yeah, Yeah, just a
1: classic Toledo. I think their postgame would expect to see it. SP Plus was like 70% or something like that. And then, like, you know, they turn the ball over three times, which is just how they always lose. Um, Ohio 32, Ball State 18, a game that might have been closer if Carson Steele didn't get hurt. Do you guys know how many uh, running plays Ball State attempted in the second half? I don't. It was one for one yard, and then they put that away.
2: So they really had no faith in their ability to to run the ball without him. Okay. Good to know. Correct. And Even though Will joked... Jones used to be the starter.
1: Correct. And I think we joked last week about like what like ball state's offense would look like without Carson Steele. God forbid. And uh, we found out and it's not good. Um, They held John Paddock to like less than six yards per attempt. Um, it was just <sighs> like the Ohio defense is night and day playing That's this crazy. part of the MAC schedule. Helps, but the way they were playing at the start of the season did not inspire any confidence. Uh, but right now, it's tough to find a defensive unit that's playing better with uh, with the stakes. You know, considering what they're playing for. Um, Ca. Bangura, he's back. He's back in a big way. Twenty three carries, one hundred forty eight yards, two touchdowns. Uh, nice to have him back, especially with the uh, Curtis Rourke's injury looming. They might need to rely on him this week against Bowling Green. Uh, Wednesday, last week, November sixteenth. Eastern Michigan 31, Kent State 24. Um, I don't know if you won the thing. I didn't pay much attention to that game, so I don't really have a blurb on that. Uh, but Taylor Powell only had nine incompletions. Over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Seems pretty good. Uh, Kent State just might not be good. I don't know what's going on there.
0: Yeah, both, uh, both quarterbacks, uh, both starters were injured in this game. So that's why... A lot of things kind of shifted. Like, uh, well, Austin Smith got hurt like second play of the game. Uh, Colin Slee played like the first half essentially, uh, and then Cargman came in and he was just like super ineffective. So once they were able to like dial in on like the run game, EMU. I apologize. EMU's uh, defense was a- able to like kind of key in on Marquez Cooper, and then you know they were able to trust that Kempton Shine was able to do his thing on uh, Kent State's number one receiver without. Uh, who was out? Uh, Dante Cephas was out with the game. So they limited him to, you know, six six catches, 120 yards, but no scores. Uh, Pokey came back with, you know, six catches, 105 yards. But, yeah, none of it happened when Kargman came in. So, you know, it, yeah. And, and, like you said, credits of Taylor Balco's. because he actually did have, like, the best game of the season. You know, not just, like, you know, the tight, you know, 30 for 39, 315 – three touchdowns and no interceptions, but also no sacks.
1: Yeah, and they needed every bit of that performance to pull that game out, uh, trail at halftime, but just were dominant in the second half. Um, EMU, pretty good season. I know you were saying you were a little uneasy about it, but if they take care of business next week finish eight and finish 8-4. It looks um,
0: good, but I don't know if it is good.
1: So it's annoying, I'm sure, that like EMU kind of gets graded on a curve a little bit. Like they're kind of a lot like Kent State in that way where like if they do anything marginally impressive everyone's like, yeah, but consider the resources and things like that. But right. I know you've been banging the drum where it's like, no, they've been good enough for long enough that they have to win at some point. And I would offer up that EMU's inability to win the MAC West of late usually came with like a big pile of what-ifs. But this year there's only one. There's only one what-if. If you just beat Toledo and you nearly did there's nothing else there. That was it.
0: I don't know, man. Like,
1: And that's better than previous years where it's like, well, what if they didn't get a pump blocked at their own two against NIU on a weeknight game and stuff like that? Like, in, in conjunction with, like, three other close games. Like, they didn't lose five straight close games or something like that.
0: No, but it got blown on at home by Buffalo, blown on at home by NIU. You know, and you we're saying, like, the what if is the only good game on there, right? The Toledo, which... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, it was the way the Mac is Greek, this year, so,
1: yeah. yeah, and who knows, maybe Toledo plays the bullying Greek game a little different, I think they do, you know, those, we see the lame duck teams in this conference kind of shut it down towards the end, and with the injuries Toledo has, sure, um, but I don't know, I don't think anybody was beating NIU that day, just because, like, NIU was at that point, like, trying to salvage its season, and they were going to throw everything at Eastern, um, and it works. Yeah. But like it that doesn't work more than once. Uh Eastern was just unlucky to play them when they did. Uh speaking of NIU, uh they lost by six to Miami, who could be ball eligible next week if they beat Ball State. They won twenty-nine to twenty-three, pretty uneventful fourth quarter. Nothing really happened. Um Miami went to the fourth quarter three point lead, left with a six point lead. <laughs> so uh that's about it. Uh, Avion Smith was pretty good, um, especially on the ground. 20 carries 105 yards two touchdowns a pretty decent all-around performance from him uh maybe a silver lining to the season brett gabbard was hurt but you got to see a lot of avion smith and maybe there's something there northern illinois they just kind of got to regroup they got a lot of injuries they just you know they they won the mac title last year they kind of get to chalk it up but uh pretty sneaky weird program they're running right now they've got some bad seasons sandwiching that one really good one uh and so next season's going to be kind of not necessarily make or break for Hammack and company but like
0: pretty telling we'll, we'll
1: we'll find out what's going on there next year western michigan 12 central michigan 10 that game ruled That was obviously game. it ruled more just because like my team won but like going into the game like seeing all that snow i was like this is gonna kick ass no matter what like we could lose by 30 this is gonna be so cool actually i lied
0: actually toledo bowling green was a better game yeah
1: toledo bowling green was the better game like yeah, no. for, for, there was more novelty to central western for sure
0: yeah
1: um my favorite part of the central western game is that uh it got <laughs> it got mentioned on the today show which means that like every mom in america knows that Western's better than central nice right um so that's pretty much all that came out there's not like anything cool on the stat line here sean tyler had a big long run for western's first touchdown um western had a elite safety which is pretty cool um they kicked a game-winning field goal with palmer Domsky slipping and falling we ended up being one for three of field goals for the day um i don't think you learn anything about either team in a game like that it's just kind of like where does the ball drop there was icy cold Really good student section from Central Michigan. Just want to call that out in those elements. Um, that was pretty dope. So kudos to them for showing out and, like, making an atmosphere. Make On a Wednesday, making an atmosphere out of a game that, like, has really good atmosphere on a Saturday. It's a shame they're not playing. But, you know, I bitch about that enough on Twitter. So uh, that was last week.
0: Yeah. And, like, next week is, well, tonight when you listen to this. But tomorrow. Oh, Akron
1: and Buffalo didn't play because it's really silly.
0: Yeah. It was funny like watch all that kind of unfold in real time because Cleveland and the Bills, Browns and Bills, they moved to Detroit before any decision was made for Akron and Buffalo and Akron's equipment managers had already gone to Buffalo to like set up. Yeah, they made
1: it there. It's like you're watching videos uh, on Twitter of like the Buffalo Bills neighbors like shoveling them out of the driveway. But, like, meanwhile, it's like, uh, they haven't canceled Akron Buffalo yet. They're, are they still going to play? Which, by the way, is, like, a logistics problem that I hadn't considered in moving that game to Detroit. Like, I just picture, like, yeah, they could they could still find a way to fly or drive there, like, get all the equipment to Detroit and do all that stuff. I hadn't considered what if the players were snowed in at their own home. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they've, they made it out uh, and, you know, beat the Browns pretty bad. So worked out.
0: Yeah, if if anybody was like unclear of like what happens in Buffalo, that that's Buffalo. And like people say like, "Oh, it's a little overblown." Well, no it's not. You had to move your whole ass NFL team, a whole ass NFL game to our site. And now it's like a it's, a it's a makeshift home game for them going into Thanksgiving. God damn it, I'm not I'm not ready for it. I only watch like two Lions games a year. I've really reduced it. Uh, one of them is always like Thanksgiving game and I'm just not ready for it this year.
1: It's, uh, it's going to be the crowd. there going to kick ass. <laughs> They've won three in a row. Like it's going to be, I've been there for a Thanksgiving. And Jameson's when the coming team, back. Uh, dude, uh, I have a friend going to the game. I texted him and said, if JMO catches a touchdown pass at any point in that game and it's close, I think like everyone in there might die. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've been there for a Thanksgiving game when the team's good and like it is, it's outrageous how fun it is in there. I, it's a rec- an experience I recommend uh, if you don't have any like particularly strong Thanksgiving traditions. Like if you want to skip them one year and go to the game, it's absolutely worth it.
0: I would like to, but that's, that's a topic for another day, I guess. Uh, Jesus Christ. Do we have any notes, any outstanding notes on the week that was? I mean, I guess we can start with, like, Bowling Green Toledo. I guess that's, like, the biggest thing ever. Like, Tucker Gleason played a hell of a game. Put some respect on this guy's guy's name. Seriously. I've been trying to talk him up a little bit about, like, the potential that he has, and I think he's, like, kind of shown a lot of it through some really terrible conditions and with a broken hand.
1: Yeah, like a really
0: broken hand, right? That... That was awful. That that looked like a glove that, like, you put on your hand from,
2: like, like the Halloween already, store. He's already had surgery on it. They have already gone in there and done the thing on him.
0: What? So what is the whole story on it? Because I haven't been able to, like, watch the
2: video with uh, with sound. So he had a plate put in, which and he, I, I've got to be honest. I don't even know how that works. But any time I hear somebody describe an an injury and they're like, yeah, they went in they put a plate in there. My first thought and my brain goes, oh, that's badass. Oh, like from the kitchen? Oh, like from the restaurant? They put shit in his hand. That's sick, man. Like my brain goes there every time. It's it's just full on dude brain. Like, let's be honest. Like you see somebody with a gnarly injury. You're like, oh, that's fucking sick. That's exactly where my head went.
0: And then he has to like go back and like live like a normal college life after that, right? You know, like study and like turn pages in a book, and like that just sucks. That sucks so bad. I mean, it, it I love that we're far enough cool, we're but...
1: far enough removed from college that the only thing we can come up with to like describe college is like, yeah, go home and uh, read, dude. What <laughs> just turn pages in a book?
2: Oh yeah, that's definitely what I did all the time. I read, <laughs> I read so many pages um, of philosophy, I'm... logic. Listen, yep.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, like, that's the deal you signed up for. It's the football and the education, and that's on paper. That's what you signed up for. It's the books and the and and uh, putting plates in your hand. Uh,
1: unfortunately, every time he goes to the airport, he has to, has to tell people <laughs>
0: that. They're like, they'll be like, "Oh, what happened?"
1: You're like, "Well, I lost a bowling Creed.
0: Yeah, I got TSA pre checked because I have plates in my hand.
1: But a lot of people green. are losing to bowling green these days. Uh bowling but, green is
2: unfortunately. And, bowling Green is six and five. <laughs> Kent what, State has it figured out. But other than that, have, it's not I, that Well look, Buffalo and Kent State both put a beating on them, right? Yeah. And other than that, nobody else is like hasn't remotely figured out.
0: Kent State. Kent State beat the beat the snot out of them forty to six. Yeah, just that's like what I'm saying. saying. That's just, what I'm saying. I'm saying. just a week
1: before the Toledo game, which is, like, I think why everyone was down on it. They've they
0: only beat Miami by four. And, play, beat, and played down to them, too, scoring-wise. They, played, they played down to them, played down to Western.
1: Three. They beat Akron by three, and they beat Western Michigan by four. And uh, I don't know what to make of them. It's not that I dislike Bowling Green. It just doesn't make sense and like the stars are kind of aligning a little bit for them like someone's got to win these games right but the question is like are they good enough to play to ohio's level because i think they deserve all the flowers for beating toledo um but i don't we don't have to pretend like that was a normal game for toledo right like, if Toledo still needed that game to win the deficient title, it's a Fitt plays, right?
2: I don't know because I don't know how serious that injury is.
1: Well, he played the week before.
2: Right, but how do we know it wasn't worse?
1: And, I mean, fair. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not out. Right. <laughs> but, like, I just – its it was uncharacteristic for Toledo at that point to give up 42 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, they turned it over three times, but they've turned it over a bunch before and, like, haven't given up that many points to a Bowling Green offense that doesn't score a ton at all. I don't know what happened. Because if, if you told me that Bowling Green beat Toledo... I would have assumed that it was, like, in the low 20s or something. Like, I would have – because Bowling Green's defense, with the exception of the Kent State game, had been playing pretty well. Right. And so I thought that that was going to be the recipe, that they were going to slow down.
0: 23 to 21.
1: Yep. Like, they were going to slow down a backup quarterback in, uh, in a Toledo team that, you know, might become less interested as the game goes on because they've already taken care of what they have to take care of.
0: Yep kicker just makes 35 35 40 yard field goals
1: but that doesn't want to happen at all (laughs) and uh they get an ohio team with an injured quarterback too how are you feeling about this game caleb
2: so i shared a sentiment that i think anybody who listened to in the last episode could probably understand and that's Ohio is at home. You just got to win. And if you lose, you did shit the bed. That was the case before they played Ball State. You have the better team. Bowling Green is not going to play as well as they did last week against Toledo. If they did, I'll eat a shoe. That's (laughs) fucked um. So He's I'm not, not feeling, this. I mean, I'm, I'm not really feeling all that nervous about it Like Ohio should win By I would say like a similar Score to what they did to Ball State And ben- You know Ben is playing There's a lot of receivers Making plays for Ohio Seems like every week A lot of different defensive player is making a lot of plays and Justin obviously shared the sentiment I've been sharing week after week is that no, Ohio's not playing the top notch offenses, but they're still, they've been more consistent on the defensive side of the football than anybody lately. And as much as I'd love to, and, and you know, folks might like to sell, say, like, hey, look at Toledo, hey, look at what Miami's done, Ohio's doing it consistently. So since Kent State, at least, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm probably going to settle in at one of the two neighborhood bars and be like, Hey, you got ESPN two queued up. Right. And they're like, for what? Like for, for the Ohio football. And they're gonna be like, for what Ohio state? I'm like, no, <laughs> Ohio Bobcats. Like what the fuck's that? Mazelon high school. What? Maction. Oh, Maction. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I've heard of Maction. That's fun. They all score all the points. Yeah. Right. All yeah. Bowling green. All the, now. Yeah. All the points. Turn it on the television. Yeah, right. that's Scott love it now.
0: For.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, do it now. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of when I was in Vegas last year when Western was playing Pitt. And the game was close and we didn't expect it. So we, like, told a bartender to put the game on. And he, like, went and looked for it. And he came back and looked all confused. He's like, what game do you want on? <laughs> I was like, the Pitt game. I was like, I'll just drop the Western Michigan. And then he laughed at us. Like, he thought we were messing with it. I was like, you guys have Iowa, Kent State on right next to my face. No one in America wants to watch that.
0: Oh, dark times.
1: And then they won. We were watching on the phone. And the bartender was like, what are you guys so excited for? I was like, the fucking game you won't put on. I'm streaming it. He's like, well, we don't get that regional network. I was like, it's on Bally's. I'm in Vegas. What is the tiebreak scenario going into this game? Ohio is in if they win. Is That's the simple it. one? That's what. That you is correct. Know. Yep. Okay. That Bowling set. Green wins if Buffalo loses, or if, if Bowling Green wins and Ohio and Buffalo wins, is Ohio How, still in?
2: My question is. Okay. Here because... it is. Here
0: it is. So I'm reading off the Toledo Blade. Sorry. Sorry, Caleb. Uh, no,
2: you need, uh, you should say this first.
0: So here's the deal: if Ohio beats Bowling Green, it's academic. If Bowling Green wins and Buffalo beats Kent State at Saturday, uh, woo boy. In the latter scenario, Bowling Green, Ohio, would finish with a regular season with 6-2 and two regular season records. Buffalo would be 5-2, and two and the division would go to Buffalo. Huh? Indeed, according to the MAC, if necessary, the conference will utilize its uneven number of games tiebreaker policy. The policy was created for situations when multiple teams, A, have the same number of losses but different win totals, B have the same games played, uh, different differential of no more than one game, and C have played each other at least one time. So number one, you do head to head, everybody's one and one against each other. Go to the next thing, which is record against next best teams in the division. All three teams beat the fourth place team in the East, Miami. So we have to go to the, we have to go to their results against the fifth place team, Kent State. Just Kent State, Bowling Green in Ohio lost to the Flashes, and Buffalo would have beaten them. So, voila, the Bulls win a tie that doesn't even exist.
2: So, my question here, without truly exploring the logistics of it, is if this is that important, why could they not have played Buffalo Akron?
0: Because, I mean, the, the so they... In this column, he interviews uh, John Steinbrecher, and he's like, "So you don't want Bowling Green in? Like the, the work is in to like keep this bad team out of Detroit, right?" And he's like, "No, no, no, not that at all, not that at all, but like one would think, right?" Mm-hmm.
1: I guess they they didn't want to play the Akron game because then it would put Buffalo on a short week yeah, against yeah. Kent State in a game that they really need.
0: Yeah, and they could not play the game on Monday. They absolutely could not. Apparently, I don't know.
2: That I again like. I and don't it, have the logistics. I don't have the logistics of this. But is there something preventing them from playing?
1: Look, this if is Buffalo. Nuts, have gotten is... out of Buffalo to play at Akron, and just because like, if I'm Buffalo, I'm like it's Akron. Like no disrespect, but like I'm okay playing you on the road. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and even forget even just playing at Akron? Does it have to be an FBS football stadium? No. Could it not be like we're gonna play at at Youngstown State? At Erie College, I'm just picture Buffalo
1: calling Akron's equipment. Hey,
2: what what exit are you near? At the College <laughs> of Wooster. Find, like, find a local high school. Just pull
1: up. We'll pull you anywhere.
0: Yeah, for the conference that like wants the brand itself is saying like anytime, anywhere. No. <laughs> okay,
2: California awesome... University, Pennsylvania University. Come on.
1: It does it feel though like the Mac is kind of signaling like, cause Caleb, you're right. It is important that like, in, it's very important that they play it because the, if they beat Kent state, which they're favored to do, they're in line with a bowling green win to take the title. Is everyone kind of just like winking and nodding like, yeah, but they weren't going to lose to Akron. And that everyone will feel okay with it.
2: It seems bullshit because if any if any year anybody's going to beat anybody in this conference, it's this year.
0: And it's not like Akron was like getting blown out by everybody either. Like they've had a lot of one score games in the MAC already. So like they were due, right?
2: Would this game have been canceled if it was Toledo versus NIU and they're both like they're both sitting at five and two in the conference? Shit, no. So, why is it happening for this game? Because you
0: can just get away with it with Akron and it's the MAC, so like
2: So, I think that's why that's why I'm raising the red flag here. Yeah. It's it seems like a huge Like ultimately I know that Buffalo's going to be the heavy favorite. It doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't so much matter to me that who is playing in this game. So much as just It does matter to them who's playing in the game because if it was a more consequential game, they'd be moving hell and earth to play this football game and maybe buffalo you. and Ak- maybe buffalo and akron are okay with it. Maybe they're both like, "Ah, you know what? We really don't need to play each other. It's fine." But if I'm the conference, I really well, obviously to- I should want okay this game played. Well, yeah, Buffalo's Yeah, a good Buffalo's
1: place. super okay with yeah, it. Yeah, dude, they they get a bye week to then play Kent State for basically, you know, for like a basically 50/50 shot at a MAC title. Like they're very cool with it. I think if this does come to pass and this is how it happens, um like the MAC is going to have to like ban Buffalo from the last two weeks of November playing at home,
2: <laughs> dude. Yeah, honest to God, like a general guideline that Lake Effect schools can't play a home game in the last two weeks of a regular season. Um, I frankly, I wish I could have. I would. I wish they had played that game anyway, even if they couldn't. Like, don't get me wrong. I get that they could not play in those conditions.
1: Yeah, and you don't want to tell Buffalo to like get on a bus in like dangerous dangerous conditions and be like, all right, well, you guys got to brave this to get but, down to play Akron.
2: But I would have loved to watch them try. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many pictures on coming in on social media of what it looked like in Buffalo, and just the difference from the western side of town. Versus, like, the outskirts of town, right? It was so cool to see there was such a huge difference. And I'm like, look, if Central Michigan-Western was this stupid, imagine how amazing yeah, Buffalo add, Akron. Add another
1: two feet of snow to that. Is.
2: And Akron can't run the goddamn football, so, like, that would make it even more entertaining. <laughs> <sighs> now I want it for the entertainment value. Ultimately, if Ohio loses to Bowling Green have nothing to complain about with uh, the tiebreaker scenario and all that. If they don't make it because they lost to Bowling Green in the last week of the regular season at home, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to complain about
0: it. Are we rooting for Kent State then? I am, yeah. Like just as like a middle finger to like the MAC, if that is the case? Absolutely. All right, good.
2: But that I'm biased, so... I mean that that
0: that's the whole point of the show. You better have you better be biased.
1: Uh have we the funnier scenario that we haven't yet ruled out is that what if there's what if there's another snowstorm? <laughs> they have, we have to and Bowling Green wins and they have to play Buffalo Kent State in some way, shape or form.
0: Yeah, because that, like that. could happen. I'm not gonna like that. <laughs> I, I gotta check. I, I'm gonna check the weather right now
1: because we'll already have to wait. Like, because it's being played on two, the Bowling Green, Ohio is played on Tuesday, and then like we already have to wait to Saturday if BG wins to figure out who's going to 4 field. <laughs> and if There's a, <laughs> another lake <link> effect system. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the end of the season, so I assume they would just play like whatever day it's officially clear to play. But what if Kent State refuses
0: to play? <laughs> so it's gonna
2: be. Okay well, to fuck play. them all put Ohio in the MAC championship game. <laughs> this they, is what we deserve. What if they lose? This is what them. we deserve. Ohio what needs they, to be in the MAC championship game. What if Kent State was like
1: salty about Buffalo making fun of them for not making the trip like all those years ago, and then they're like, "Hey, what's the tiebreaker? What if we don't play?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: does, does Bowling Green go?" Uh, Yeah, we're not playing.
2: Yeah, fuck this shit.
1: (laughs) It's too dangerous. (laughs) Our season's over. The kids are home.
0: There's, like, so much attention, like, given to, like, the battles along I-94, the battle of I-75 trophy, but, like, really the the biggest rivalry is, like, the commute from, like, Northeast Ohio to Buffalo.
1: (laughs) That's why they always play at the end of the year, because it's a short commute. Like, it fucking matters. (laughs) You still can't go there.
0: I say some at some point, like, over the next, like, few years, we should make that drive. Like, from, like, Northeast Ohio to Buffalo, just to see what they're going through. And then experience a football game after it. No, your silence is deafening. We shouldn't do that. No, fuck that. That's a bad idea. Oh, I was going to say, I'm
1: surprised like Buffalo students haven't done that yet. Like, Just load up a truck with football pads and like drive up there in the snow and be like, was it so hard?
2: <laughs> how you like them apples? You think you can drive in the snow? I'll show you how to drive in the snow. You put my show shoes snoo- on, I put the things on the vehicle, and then you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what that was, but yeah. Yeah. What are we looking at for this week? Ball State's at Miami. Bowling Green's at Ohio. Central's at Eastern. I got to blow my nose at some point. Toledo's at Western.
2: We're all starting to sound like this.
0: Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. I hate this time of year. We have Saturday games too. Buffalo, Kent State. Make that the podcast episode title. And Akron is at NIU.
2: I hate this time of year.
0: Oh, I, I, I was going to think like uh, snow games. Because there were games in the snow, the Max playing games because of the snow.
2: The Hunger Games? Snow. Right, snow. Snow Games. President Snow. Oh my goodness. From the Hunger Games.
0: I cannot keep your attention for like two seconds. Is there anything on this schedule that like catches your attention? Probably not for you. I mean, I just listed off all these games and Caleb's like, snow? (laughs) Nope, okay. Caleb's trying to ignore... I said Akron at NIU and it damn near broke him.
1: NIU's a ten point
0: favorite in that game.
1: And they like are hardly fielding a team. I mean I don't I don't mean that as like disrespectful to NIU. Like they're obviously very talented players all up and down the the, you know, third string and above, but like
0: Like, fucking everyone's
1: everyone's shut down. And Akron's I don't actually think Akron's that bad. I would I would feel comfortable taking Akron plus ten there. But I like Ball State Miami a lot. Like, if you're a very nervous Bowling Green or Ohio fan and want to just, like, watch teams play for sticks that are much lower sticks while you calm your nerves, you can flip over Winter goes bowling. to, to ESPN+. Plus. Watch Ball State Miami, figure out who goes bowling.
2: Tuesday you know, night,
0: ESPN+. Plus.
2: I will... I think I would, would like to raise the point, too, <laughs> that... Even a winless in the MAC, Akron, in a year where this conference has been very shit, they're not the worst team the Mac's fielded any time in the last decade.
0: Like worst of the worst,
2: right?
1: No, twenty thirteen had like three teams worse than the second. Yes, team, right? exactly. That's yeah. that's kind of what
2: I'm getting at. You go back to uh, the the start of BG dominance and NIU's end of the NIU's kind of like rampant run over the years. And EMU, UMass, uh, who else am I forgetting? That was was it Ball State or were they? Was Ball State still really good and it took another year or two? Oh,
1: they were good in twenty thirteen. I believe. Yeah. They, I think they won ten games, but they just you know yeah they were good. in the usual suspects. Yeah, because that's that, when uh, they uh, had like the really
0: really good like Jordan Lynch game.
2: Yeah,
1: that's the year that broke Pete Lembo, in my opinion. <laughs> and he was like, "I can't do anything else. This I, is I'm this
2: good, and I can't win the conference. Fucking shit! Yeah, yeah, Northern
1: Illinois Olo- has a Heisman Trophy candidate up there. This is I'm out, Jonathan. Do I'm,
2: so. this. I'm done. <laughs> uh, Akron. In a lot of years, you throw them into the league, and they're probably winning a game or two, um, but they're nowhere near as bad as UMass and EMU in the at the worst. So every week, it looks like, hey, Akron's bad. They're the worst team, but could they beat this team?" You know Tobias. Or what's his face? Tobias from Arrested Development. Seeing like, but could it work for us?
0: Horatio Banks.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, they almost be Bowling Green.
2: So did everyone else. I know.
0: Zane fakes.
2: Are you just saying names?
1: Uh, Akron lost by a touchdown to Central Michigan. They lost by um, six points to Kent State. They lost by six points to Eastern Michigan. Um, only a nine-point loss to Liberty. There's a lot of good on here for such a bad team, theoretically. Which is why, yeah, they probably should have played this Buffalo game because Buffalo is not really trending in the right direction.
0: Yep. Willie Sneed was on the team, too.
2: It was a good team. I could say Jimmy Hall was on the team, and you guys would probably believe it. Because Jimmy Hall. No,
0: he wasn't on the team back
2: then. <laughs> he, he thought about it for a second.
0: Did you read Justin Hall? I like meant Justin J- Jimmy Hall played basketball at <laughs> Kent State. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, Kent State's own. Correct.
0: Quick right. Edwards. He was on this this twenty thirteen team.
2: Quick, let me think of somebody else with the last name Edwards I can mix up. Uh no. are we uh are we are we at our S- are S- we- get a Jimmy
1: Hall reference? The uh <laughs> The tags on this podcast
2: are. I, I I swear to God, every like third or fourth episode, I mix up a basketball player with a football player.
1: Quentin Richardson was my favorite one.
2: <laughs> 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 he was balling out from behind the offensive line. That's right. Okay.
1: At least Jimmy Hall played in the
2: MAC. I guess. <laughs> Quentin Richardson, I don't know. Wait for the Pistons. All right. Do we have anything other than our our N three things?
0: If Buffalo made it into the uh the Mac Championship game. God. Who would win? Toledo or Buffalo? Toledo.
2: Toledo. I don't
0: know. I don't
2: know. I think Buffalo's just I think is really trending down. Um, and It took one near perfect quarter for them to beat Toledo. And I. even if Toledo, you know, I'm I'm the biggest Toledo, Will Toledo person of them all. Yeah. But I I can recognize that in this year and the situation that Toledo's in, put them against Buffalo, they win. Put them against Ohio, Ohio's got the upper hand.
0: Ohio with Curtis, yes.
2: Yes, correct. Losing to Central
1: Michigan was bad. For Buffalo, that like raised a lot of red flags to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, not like early central either. Like, like that. Like, no running backs. <laughs> qb five. It was really bad. Yeah, I got nothing else to add. Uh, we we can yeah we can just like go to go to the three things three three things okay. three things. Uh, Caleb. Since you're so excited, it is us off.
2: Well, I got two Ohio things, so... <laughs> nice! Uh, AJ Ouellette, Great Cup champion. Oh. Two touchdowns in the championship game. I fucking love that clip. Let me, go, let, me, let me find it. Oh, are you going to pull up the, the audio? Yes, the I have f- f- bombs. Well, while he's finding that, let me just say, AJ Ouellette has a majestic set of locks and facial hair right now. It's... <laughs> I'm just so fucking proud of this team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I own, co- baby. love
1: you, co- love you,
0: So good.
2: Yep. Love that shit. It made me fill me with absolute fucking joy yesterday. Ohio is in the midst of uh, Ohio men's basketball was in the midst of finding a really weird way to blow it against Michigan, which it doesn't really make me mad so much as like, what the fuck happened there? Uh but in the meantime, a former Bobcat – who am I kidding? Lifelong Bobcat, A.J. Ouellette, wins the championship in Canada. Bobcat's taken Canadian football by storm. Because, you know, Nathan Rourke – not Curtis. Nathan Rourke was absolutely awesome for Hamilton this year. Or was it for – He's trying
1: yeah. out for the NFL now. Yeah. yeah,
2: I saw that. Very cool. And uh, he doesn't need to make it. I would prefer he stayed in Canada and then we just read about the brothers going at it as CFL quarterbacks for the next whatever. I would rather both. I love how be...
0: punk rock that is. <laughs> like I no, would rather no, both no, put them warps... in this
2: league that no one cares about. I would rather them both be good CFL quarterbacks that we hear about sporadically over the course of the next seven, eight years than two quarterbacks who don't find a way to stay consistently on the field in the NFL. But if Nathan Rourke found his way on the field in the NFL, that'd be sick. I'd be I'd be pretty stoked. Um, number two, another Ohio one, because, you know, it is what it is. Alvin Floyd. Seems like every week there's a different Ohio guy who kind of comes up big. Ball State, for all the – different types of uh, skill position guys that, you know, do a decent job and they've got some good athletes. I know John Paddock, I was higher on early in the season, didn't do shit later on. But uh, Alvin Floyd, 12 tackles, made a couple plays in the backfield. Uh, He's a safety. They kind of threw him all over the place against Ball State, had a really good game. So it seems like every week, whether it's Keith Thompson, whether it's uh, it's Floyd, whether it's uh, Bryce, or whether it's Houston, just somebody makes a different play for Ohio every week defensively. And I just I can't believe they're at this point given how bad they were defensively early in the season. Uh, all kinds of reason to be excited about the defense heading into bowling green. Number three, Odu Hilaire. Speaking of Ohio's opponent, eight catches, 246 yards, four bowling green in the 42 35 win over Toledo. Uh, two scores. He's been sneak, he's been like, you know, bowling green. You look at Matt McDonald, and you're like, hey, this guy doesn't really do jack shit. And he threw for almost 400 yards this week. It was a career game. Uh, Hilaire, almost 250 receiving yards. Seems like every couple other couple weeks, somebody from Bowling Green, Green, whose name doesn't pop up that much, has a big game. But Hilaire's been really good. He's at over 50 catches, almost 700 receiving yards. Really good season for him. Uh, Not to go too much longer, but a couple honorary ones. Taylor Powell. Um, Alex might have something to say about him, but just really, really good this week. So I won't go into the stats, uh, was very impressed with what he was able to do this week. And then Sam Womack playing on the big screen tonight in the Arizona, San Francisco game. Good to see other Mac guys who just entered the league, uh, kind of having their name show up in the stats column.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll just, I'll go next because like mine was kind of including, uh, OJ Hillier as well, because. Uh, he kind of inspired my three, which I'm going to use him as my one because I only did two. So if I, like, do, like, my one and two is actually two and three and do my inspiration as one, which is also the same one that Caleb also did, then I actually did three. So my first one is OJ Uh My three that I'm doing what? is guys that did a, uh, you know, had a crazy, like, weeknight game to, like, become a star. And like you said, Caleb, like, OJ uh became a star with, you know, eight catches 200 you know thousand yards Uh, i don't have to go too deep into there uh another big weeknight performance to help a guy become a star cato nelson i'm so sorry caleb cato nelson uh way back in the year 2017 against ohio uh didn't know he was going to play or actually no we didn't know was going to play because i think someone else was suspended anyways four touchdowns that game against ohio uh Stopped Nathan Rourke and A.J. Ouellette, the aforementioned A.J. Ouellette, who we fucking love, uh, from going to Detroit that year. That sucked. I bet the Mac wish they could have like stepped in and done something about it at that time. Uh, and way back in 2013, yes, we're that old. And we did reference this game already. Jordan Lynch versus Ball State. Uh, in this game, he had four touchdowns total, two passing, two rushing. Uh, we don't have to go too deep into this to the stats of that. Just YouTube search it. He just does some awesome shit. Uh, There's, like, a play where, like, Jonathan Newsom, like, goes, like, way too high on a tackle and, like, Jordan Lynch, like, flips him over his shoulder and, like, goes off for a really long run. That was awesome. But that game essentially, like, earned his ticket to go to New York and be a Heisman finalist. Uh, Wasn't going to win the damn award, but it is pretty sweet that we still got to live long enough to see a Mac player be a Heisman finalist. Uh, Something that really doesn't matter, but, like, is kind of cool for them to go through so that's my uh that's my three even though i only did two i'll count it uh so i guess it's my turn
1: one thing uh ncaa video games gonna be delayed another year that's thing one that kind of sucks i was looking forward to playing it i'm getting older i need to to tap into that nostalgia
0: that's per matt brown tonight
1: yes correct um i have uh avion smith man chuck martin has never figured out how to run the ball at miami <laughs> um and yes it, it might have figured out that maybe the quarterback could just do it and that is potentially a recipe to keep an eye on going forward if everything stays intact there i think it will um that could be uh just a path forward for them to kind of like add some juice to that offense because even with brett gabbert there's so much promise but it just never really materialized and like i wonder if yeah, i'm not saying maybe smith's better than brett gabbert he's, mm-hmm. he's not but like it just never got over that hump i think at the beginning of the year i said miami was the high the best candidate to like go 12 and 0 or something like that you know with their schedule and based on what we thought of their defense which is still pretty damn good uh, and what we thought of Brett Gabbert and he got hurt. So we don't know what would ever happen, but there's enough of him, you know, playing that. I just, I don't know if some of that was misguided, but it's disappointing because I thought they were going to be a lot better this year. Um, and then the final week of the season, all these games should be on the same day. Like they should all play black Friday because it's not that there's any shenanigans or something, but it's, there's a thrill to like watching, we talked about all these tiebreak scenarios with the, the Mac East right now. Imagine that all of those are happening like at the exact same time, regardless of what day it's being played. That you're following those storylines and flipping back and forth. What's going to happen if Bowling Green wins is we're going to have to wait all the way to Saturday for Kent State Buffalo. And that's a crime to make us watch that game on ESPN Plus, you know, five days <laughs> after the facts Or four days after the facts. Um, when it could have been resolved
0: on the same day.
1: And that's all I got. Those are three things. I can count to three.
0: Oh, Scott Secor. He was also a pretty good kicker for uh, Ball State that year. And boom
1: goes the dynamite.